Welcome, jurors, to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate if the formation of stock markets is a detriment to society. You know, while I can say that, uh, given history, it was definitely a good idea at the time, I do think that in today's society, the stock market does need to be replaced with something better. Uh, better how? I mean, the, the stock market is, is amazing. All it's done has has made a a boom to the to the you know economy society the whole world, it's it's what allowed everybody to finally climb climb up the the different levels of of class. You you have uh, you have now it it provides an easier way for companies to to get uh, uh, investment money. You have an easier way for people to liquid liquidate their investments. It's I mean it's just amazing in every possible way you could look at it. No, and I'm, while I won't take any benefit that came from it, you do have multiple different types of stock markets for different countries, etc., right? So we can focus on, let's say, the U.S. one because it's technically the same problem across all of it, right? It becomes a case where these companies that go public are now at the mercy of their shareholders as opposed to their actual communities. So first you think about it, when I want to start a company right now and I need a loan or I, I actually get it started now, I want to grow my company. What am I going to do? I'm going to go public. Now you get all these shareholders that they, these people don't actually care about your company. They don't care about the people that work for it. They don't care about the communities that you serve. They don't care about anything other than a profit. So when they put money into your company, they want all your profit and they want 30% growth consistently. And they don't care who you lay off. They don't care how the brand get destroyed. They don't care anything other than making that profit. And that's why I said that model right now is leading to horrible situations. But that's not the, the stock market's fault. That's the individual company's own business model. They they chose to do that. You could easily enter the stock market because remember your alternative is to get a loan like you mentioned. If you get a loan, you have to either put up collateral or you have to show them a, a big huge prospectus and convince them somehow that you're worthy of a, of lending money to. But even worse than that, you have to not only repay the money but you have to repay it with interest. So that's the huge benefit to the stock market. The stock market is you get all of this investor money that you don't have to pay back. You don't even have to pay interest or anything on it. You, you just get a, a huge boost to your, to your business model with, without any repercussions. And you can choose to just do that. You, you sold the stock, you got all the money, you boost your business, and then you just either do nothing or you pay people a dividend and, and that's it. And you, you have a, a wonderful, you know, give and take with the stock market. Well, before anybody buys into your company, they are still, you're still going to need to have documents for them to review and earnings and all of these reports for them to look into. So regardless of whether you're going for a loan or you're going into the stock market, you're still going to need that documentation to show that you're not just some body that's trying to just take money from people, exploit them, and never deliver on anything. In both cases, you have to prove that to an extent. But we've seen the growth of different kind of funding models, right? We've seen our Kickstarters. We've seen our GoFundMes. We've seen community-driven 
investment opportunities as well, which I think is equally as important. So actually, I and having community buy-ins, because that's what like a Kickstarter would do, right? It's, I want to draw comics. You're interested in comics. You buy in and you get access to my comics. We've seen Patreon, where if you like what I do, you subscribe to me, where you're actually now back in the position to serve your customers, to serve your communities, to serve your employees. Whereas at this point now, you're just trying to serve 10,000 faceless people that you've never seen and that has never put a single actual effort into your company that couldn't even tell you what your company actually does, but somehow you're supposed to take all your profit and give to them. I, I don't I don't agree with it. I think it's a, it's a flawed system now. Okay, you said a few things there. You know, the, the, the effort into it, whatever, you know, people put in their money. It takes effort to get money. Your, your Patreon example is not really a valid example because Patreon is is pay for something. You're, you're immediately paying and trying to get something out of it. Very, very few people do the Patreon thing without getting some sort of extra benefit as opposed to whatever is freely available from the creator. Uh, Kickstarter is fine, but what's the big deal? If there's an alternative to something, it doesn't mean that the original something is bad. It just means that it was so good that more people wanted uh, similar products. So they came out with something that, that was similar on a smaller scale because that's all Kickstarter is. It's similar to the stock market, but on a much smaller scale. Plus, even Kickstarter, they usually promise you something. They, they'll send you, you know, the initial release of the product or something like that. The stock market is just in a class of its own. It's just super amazing. You're able to get huge companies, what, what they would call blue chips, that just do amazing things for society. And by you buying a, a portion of that company, you're giving them money to be able to do that amazing thing either better or even on a grander scale. And then as a benefit, you get to go along for the ride. You get to profit share with them or you get to uh, trade in that stock to someone else for a larger amount of money that, than you paid for it when that person maybe wants to have some sort of say in the company and they're looking for a larger percentage of the shares. And it's it just it, it gives you not only that but also liquidity. Where, what other investment can you do where you can instantly sell it anywhere in the world and get the currency of your choice at a moment's notice? And that's exactly where it becomes a problem because at this point now you have... It, it speaks to the detriment that we started this on, whereas at this point it's no longer about a company trying to serve its community or serve its customer. It's more about just being able to trade accordingly and it... It actually doesn't care whether, look on the top 100 and how all of their employees are treated for a multi-billion or multi-trillion dollar corporation. And I don't think there's any multi-trillions. Maybe Amazon will get there soon. But at the end of the day, the communities they serve, no one cares. But Alphabet Inc., the, the Google parent company, Google is known to be one of the best employers. So how are you telling me well, that? Well, not until their, their employees just came out saying otherwise. Everybody is complaining about all these corporations. No, 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 no. The people who are complaining are not complaining about the way Google treats their employees or anything like that. Those are little social justice warriors complaining that Google is not doing enough to, to further some movement or something like that. But they're perfectly satisfied to continue working for Google. They're not going anywhere. Because if they were to leave, where are they to go? Anywhere else. 
They can just find a more socially justice-oriented company. They can go to to Facebook or Twitter or whatever that are censoring uh, uh, conservatives left and right. They don't leave because Google gives them a little playpen so that they can, you know, enjoy their their lunch during their their breaks, and they they give them little shuttle buses to take them here and there. It, they're basically acting like their parents. How much better of a work environment do you want? They they have no danger at any given time. They they don't even have to worry about paper cuts. Everything is digital. Okay, I hear that. I still think if you actually take mind off their complaints or concerns about the company actually not really caring about their employees, which you've seen consistently, you've seen from the leaks through Project Veritas and everything to all these corporations, and that they actually don't care about their community. We're seeing those leaks. They don't care about the country. They'll sell your information to other countries too while they're at it because these countries are funding them through parent and, and alternative companies. We're seeing that they will sell you out for a dime and the simple reason is because it's just for profit. Whereas back when we had companies that would actually be built in a community and gave two cents, actually cared a little bit about the people, then it made for much better communities. No, you've always Absolutely. had you've always had corporations that cared. You've always had corporations that don't care, and them selling you out. They're not selling you out. They're providing their service, which is helping the community. You know, before Google Maps, what are you going to do? Print out a, a MapQuest thing, and then if you take one wrong turn, you're you're lost. Google Maps. Before Google Maps, there was TomTom. Tom. Okay, but even before that, you, the TomTom Tom just means it's another good company that offered you a service or Garmin or whatever. But before that, you either had nothing or or a little bit beyond nothing. You you had uh, MapQuest, which was great, you know. But as soon as you printed it out, if you took a wrong turn, you you, you lost your your place. Uh, Google Maps and all the other interactive ones are are on the fly. They'll 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 tell you, hey, you took a wrong turn, uh, coming up with an alternative route, everything like that. They're serving the community. And then when you say they sell your information or whatever, it, no. If a private company takes information that you voluntarily gave it in order to either use their services or or get some sort of free bonus or something like that, and you agreed to it when you clicked OK to their agreement. They're not just selling your, your information to, to some ninja that's going to assassinate you in the middle of the night. They're taking your information and they're, they're using it so that anything that's marketed towards you can be targeted to, towards your interests. They're helping you. Because look, the previous iteration of this was junk mail that you got from the post office in, in your daily mail. And you just you would waste time going through everything. You would throw it away, hopefully in the recycling bin. And, and it's, it serves no purpose because it's not targeted marketing material. But what you get from, from these products is targeted towards your interest so that you're not wasting your time. And above everything else, you're probably being uh, shown products and services that you didn't even know existed that can make your life amazing because it's exactly what you were looking for. Almost cute and it almost sounds like you're a Google rep, but we've already seen that it's not targeted to, towards your interests. It's targeted to what they want you to think. We've seen lawsuits up against Cambridge Analytics and everything from these big corporations. We've seen censorship by big corporations to a certain agenda. So it's not tailored to what you want. It's tailored to what they want you to want so so let's let's actually look on that clearly second if we even get away from how they're taking your ads your 
your data and not actually telling you what they want to do with it because that can be another conversation. Let's go back to the stock market. Most of these companies came up before going public. They were successful enough in their own right before going public. They didn't have to go onto the stock market. They didn't need to do that. They could have actually generated revenue on their own. This actually leads to an even bigger situation where you have these companies that can't, some of them can't last on their own right. And then they go on and they go into this stock market, which takes a bad idea and gives it billions and inflates this bad idea. And now it's up there operating at a loss constantly. We're looking at it and we're saying, oh, it's a multi-billion dollar company. I won't say pet food stores or anything as, a, as an example. And it's this big, almost Ponzi scheme of just pump and dump. There, and these are other things that it allows to go on. There, there's always companies that are good and bad, regardless of whether the stock market exists. So you, you're, you know, the one that, that recently came in that didn't have a business model that worked to begin with was that uh, shared office space company, which I, I don't remember the name of it. But, you know, that's, that's still, remember, as an investor, you have to do your research. If you see that this company has uh, a revenue of negative 300% and you look at the business model and it's nothing new, it's, it's shared rental space that everybody else does, you, you know, why would you invest in that? That, that you know, that has nothing to do with the stock market itself. But then you, you have other companies, when they join in the stock market, it's for a few different reasons, right? You could have uh, a company that is, is, you know, working. It's making maybe a small profit, like 2 or 3%, like, a, like, you know, what health insurance companies would make. But they, they want to grow a little bit, and, and they want to share their wealth with uh, the community and, and the, the entire country. So they decide they'll sell their shares. So... This company, when, when they started, they probably had to take on loans. So they're paying, what, like, you know, 17% on, on their loans and stuff like that. So now they, they do their IPO, people buy their shares, and they use that money. They pay off their loans, saving them a fortune because not, not only are they no longer in debt, but they don't have to worry about all that overhead of, of the interest. And now they can, they can do their job in a more efficient way, make everybody happy, possibly even lower prices. That helps everybody. Then you have other companies that w went to the stock market just because they wanted to launch something new. So maybe it's like you said, the company is already doing great on its own, like uh, like Tesla, and he goes into the stock market and then he uses that, that money to open up a, a new manufacturing facility because originally they were having trouble with the way that they assembled the chassis. They were using a million different fasteners instead of just one or two and using adhesives and all sorts of stuff. And the rest of the car was great, but, you know, a little bit of wonky assembly there. And now he used everybody's money from the stock market, opens up a, a brand new facility with top-of-the-line uh, high-tech manufacturing processes, and he's churning out those little cars, the, uh, the Model... Um, Three, I think, the, the compact version of the Model S that everybody thought was never going to come because of all the other issues that they were having, and then now everybody has a Tesla in their driveway. I mean, those are still, there's still people on the wait list, raise his hands, they still haven't been able to get that solved. However, that said, I, I do agree with some of your points. Ultimately, though, if we use Tesla as an example, you start, you have that car, and this is where I'm saying a detriment to society overall. This stock market helps to kill 
the things that makes us a society. If it was a car company, Tesla, in the community, you already have the buyers of the car, you have the people interested in the product, you have them willing to pay for it, and you take out a loan and you start that, that's correct, and then you actually start shipping it. Now, if you're saying you're still operating in, in a loss at that point, the solution shouldn't be let's get more imaginary money from all these people and then build a new factory, which, okay, good, but they're still operating in a loss and they've still been unable to fix their problems. Ultimately, what should have happened was they were supposed to fix those problems and if it's not profitable, then they need to find a way to solve that with the community. At this point, the only thing that's changed now is they switched the loan from the bank to the stock market and then from that section now, they'll be paying that profit forever. And now you've got to deal with these sharks in the stock market that wants 50%, that wants to come in. The bank may have at least stayed out of it to an extent. These people in the stock market, now they're going to tell you, I've got 10% share. I've got 10% ownership of your company now. I need you to downsize. Oh, that engineer that is actually helping to design and fix the problems. He makes more than six figures. You gotta cut him, replace him with these two college students. That is what comes from the stock market. That, that's a high level misunderstanding of how the stock market works. And, and it's not imaginary money. It's the opposite of imaginary money because when, when you take a loan, that's imaginary money that comes into existence yeah, exactly. magically from, from a bank. All money is imaginary. So no, this is real money. These are people who have money in their actual accounts. The money leaves their account and purchases the share and now it's in your account. That is totally the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And then the detriment to society is not the stock market. The stock market is trying to repair that detriment. The detriment is, look, Tesla was under attack by the thing that is actually a detriment to society, which is the government. The government was preventing them from trying to sell their product directly to consumers because of that archaic, horrible, um, uh, corrupt law that exists that forces you to use the, the network of dealerships. So in order to combat that, they used the, the money that was so gracefully given to them by, by the people who believed in helping society and, and furthering the, the agenda of Tesla. They use that money to defend themselves against that law and bring these amazing vehicles to the public, which would increase safety, efficiency, gas, uh, fuel consumption, because it's now using electricity instead of, um, uh, you know, fossil fuels. And, and then they went on to even bigger and, and better things. They came up with the, the amazing new battery technology that allows, I believe it was Australia, to conserve their uh, their energy from not only their power plants but from their solar fields and yeah. things like that so that at night they can still use the same power and they don't have to constantly burn coal or anything else like that. It, I only see good, 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 good coming from yeah, the stock market. But you, you're showing, because you're only looking for good, 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 you skipped all of the parts that I just covered where you have the wrong these parts. companies that are these, these large stock market investors that go in, buys out a company, buys major shares, sit, tries to shell out the employees that make a lot of money to look real good on the books, and then after that, they dump the stock. But you've seen that time and time again. And the stock market allows for that to happen. The stock market allows for that to happen the same way that a road allows for criminals to transport drugs from one part of the country to the, to the next. You don't blame the road for the drug trade. Okay, So the stock market is just a platform for people to exchange in free market commerce. 
When, when, when you're talking about those things, you're just talking about regular fraud. Last I checked. And both parties were willing to participate because for them to have bought that stock in the first place, somebody would have had to sh sell that share to that person. Last I checked, these roads, state by state, when you're going into Mexico, there are times in which if we spot something going on on these roads, we'll actually do something about it. And? So when the stock market, you're telling it's me that... It's not policing them at all. I can right The stock now, market is even more policed right than now, the roads. Right now, I can buy. If, if this podcast or someone else's podcast goes public and I can buy, I can buy 10%, I can use my leverage that I have to have them terminate somebody, there is nothing stopping me. Or I can dump their stocks and do other things to make their company less attractive without anything being done against me. Okay, number one, you're not allowed to commit anything that, that resembles fraud. So you're not allowed to just, you know... It, like, it's not fraud. Nothing mentioned there was fraud just now. Yeah. You're, t you're telling me that when, when you manipulate the market to think that the shares are worth more or less... Just because you you put in a huge buy order or a huge sell order, if you're doing it for specifically the purpose of manipulating the stock price, you are committing fraud. You're not allowed to do that. Am I allowed to? If I have ten thousand stocks that I want to get rid of, just say, hey, I'm gonna get rid of them for ten dollars. Mm. I am. You're Regardless allowed to do that. Regardless of the price, exactly. Yeah. So and I can do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's not fraud. That part is different from what you said before, but no, it's not fraud because look. Recently, when everybody was panicking because the pandemic had just come, <laughs> rolled out, I'm just, you know, nothing against Wendy's or anything like that. I'm just using this because I, was, <laughs> I happened to have been watching this specific stock. Their stock went from in the low 20s, you know, 21, 22, 24, all the way down to $7 or $6.47 a share, something like that, right? <laughs> and that was from one minute to the next. It's like you woke up, it was 21, $6, okay? And... I, I didn't pull the trigger fast enough. I wasn't able to, to purchase those shares at that price or anything like that, whatever. By the, the end of the trading session and then, you know, within the next two or three days, it was already back up to like $24 a share. Yeah. Okay, That is the result of some institution just, uh, you know, dumping all of their shares at once because they either wanted to buy something else, they didn't think Wendy's was going to survive. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. And anybody who, who held on to their shares who didn't have the same belief... They were vindicated within a few days. Mm -hmm. So that alone is not fraud or market manipulation or anything. You're allowed to sell stuff. You're allowed to buy stuff. It, that doesn't matter. When you do it specifically for the purpose of manipulation because you didn't intend to permanently sell or buy or anything like that, what you were doing was you were head faking some sort of a large sale, maybe with uh, some complicated puts on the options market. Mm -hmm. And then you swoop in and you actually go long and you purchase these physical shares. That is a form of fraud. And, and you can, that can be found out, right? The, the government can analyze Absolutely. this and see, hey, you signaled this, but you actually did this. That's illegal. You were, you were trying to convince people to sell you things at a much lower price than they were worth. Agreed, but that's you know? not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is simple. We're talking about these other corporations that buys 10%, tells you to dump half your employee pool to make the company look profitable at the end of the year and then they sell. That's step one. You're talking about if, one of those efficiency companies. Exactly. And if you choose not to do it, whether through media or through just trying to, to get rid of your stock at a really low value, 
they have their ways to make your company look like absolute garbage. But remember, some of those ways are illegal. The ones where they go in front of the media and they try to say things that, that are not true or whatever, that's illegal. And, and the other ways are extremely short term. So if, if they're trying to make your stock look you know, cheap just by dumping all of the 10% that they purchased, that's not a big deal at all. Number one, they're the ones that get hurt by that because theoretically, in this scenario, they have yeah. bought it for more than they're going to dump it for. And number two, that lasts for only the duration of the sale, which is usually one one minute of the day. You know, the stock market operates at light speed. Everything yeah. is computer-based. So for that one second, okay, you drop the price of my stock from $100 to $40, and then it went right back up to 70 80 90 and by tomorrow it's 100 again. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't matter. The types of frauds that, that, that you're referring to are full-blown fraud, and they are policed against. Or they'll just buy majority rule, and then they can just gut your company however they see fit, which we've seen. Well, at that point, they own the company. Once you have majority rule, that's not fraud. If you if you have majority over the company, the company is yours. If you don't want... Th and this you think it's okay that someone can just come in, buy majority of your shares, and destroy your company. Yes, because number one, they didn't come in and buy as if you're, you're alluding to, to some sort of scenario where they came in at gunpoint and they forced you to sell the yeah. stock. They came in, they, le they legally purchased what you or somebody else who owned your stock offered for sale. And now that they have majority control over the company, what you are, are claiming as destroying, they see as maybe rebuilding. Sometimes you have to cut the fat in order to, to make a, a leaner, more efficient entity. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. And that has saved many, many companies. Like It's even, destroyed many as well. The lack of it has destroyed companies. But look, GE had to sell portions of their company and keep the ones that, that were leaner and easier managed and making a profit. Well, GE is questionable at best because at, at a lot of times, you've got to look even during this pandemic, if a company that's a uh, super company cannot last two months cannot last being shut down for a week, then there's something to be questioned about how any of those companies are running. You have other companies now that can actually come out of this and say, hey, we can stay afloat for a year. Other companies say, hey, if we're down for a week, we may as well pack up shop. That just shows other aspects of it. Ultimately, how is that though, the stock market's fault? That's what I'm saying. Why bringing in GE in this case... Doesn't matter. GE didn't I brought GE in they as an example. They didn't need a stock market to go lean to fix it. I brought right? in GE as an example of your other point about why somebody would come in and cut portions of the company. So this new point that, that you're coming up no, with has nothing to do with What it. I'm saying is with GE, it's not, oh, I'm a good person on the stock market, so I'm going to buy out GE from the stock market and go in and make them lean. No, it's GE internal management deciding how do we turn this around and then choosing to go lean. That's different That's from a stock market influence. But it's the same thing. What even, I'm saying is this, even this if point it, you're making has nothing to no, do no, with I, benefit or hurt in the stock if market. If somebody does it through means of the stock market, it's the same thing as if an internal manager decides, you know, let's hey, trim this, let's this. The main difference is, and I agree to an extent, is that as far as the stock market goes, most of these people just want a profit. They don't actually care about whether the company survives or not. But that's regardless of the stock market. That's everyone. That, that's, that's the people who are investing. That's the people who are managing. That's the people who work there. 
That's people, not true at all. Very few people actually care about the, the, the company or the product or the service. So when a company succeeds to the point where they're able to enter the stock market, that means that somebody there cared to a high level degree, made a great product, a great service, put together a great team, and, and then the, the stock market just amplifies that and brings oh, it to the household Or level. they'll take 51% and kick that guy that cares out and destroy it. And that's why I okay, say Okay, you can do that. Detriment. You can do that. But that would be a mistake on that person's part because they themselves lose money. And in addition to that, you're telling me that that can't happen outside of the stock market anyways? You can you can see companies that are ruined all over the place that had nothing to do with the stock market. Absolutely, but we can't blindly look on the stock market as just this great boom. There are detriments to it as Who's well. Who's blind? I can see it clear as day. The stock market is a huge benefit to society. It, it's what allows people to, to have their money invested to protect themselves from inflation which if you just had it in the bank, now you're at the mercy of inflation. And then at a moment's notice, you can convert your shares to any currency you want, including gold, and then go and make your purchases you know, without having been at the mercy of inflation. If that's what you want to do, go buy Bitcoin. Go, go, go trade currency. Again, that that's argument great. doesn't fly because it, just because there's alternatives to a stock market doesn't yes. mean that the stock market is bad. Yes. It's just more evidence of how great the and stock market I'm was. And what I'm saying is... You can't ignore that there are negatives to it as well. There, it, there are detriments to it. The destruction, the ability for someone to come in and destroy a good company just for a but quick all these negatives that there. you're 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 proposing are things that exist outside of the stock market. The stock market does it also nothing. exists inside the stock market. So if you call it a negative outside, then it's also a negative. So just inside. because just because there's polluted air outside and it seeps in and now it's inside. That doesn't mean that the inside is any worse than the outside. But it does mean that there is polluted air inside. Yeah, so, yes, keep so saying there that. are detriments in the stock market. Ah, that's different. That's different. Detriments that are in the stock market are not an inherent detriment of the stock market to society. That's just a consequence of existing in this world. Those same detriments that you speak of exist in and out of the stock market. It has nothing to do with yeah, the stock market. No, it. you see, trying to separate the two are different. It exists in the stock market as a result of maintaining and operating in society. No. So it does. That argument so is absolutely. wrong. That's like saying that just because you have some people who are kleptomaniacs that, that are out on the street acting as a pickpocket, but you created a, a store where people can come in and shop, and as a result, you have a klepto you know, inside your, your store picking the pockets of your customers or whatever, that somehow the store is a detriment to society. No, no that's store, just a societal that's issue in general. different. If the stock market has a way in which someone can go in without any care of a company, actually just go in, shell it out, and then make a quick buck, and then destroy the company, all the employees are fired. If they are allowed to do that, then absolutely. But it, it does have remember, a detriment. Remember, it's allowed to happen outside of the stock market, and through the stock market, it's only allowed to happen in a regular way, a moral way, a legitimate way. If well, not necessarily moral, but legitimate. If you're trying to that. do it in, in, a, in a fraudulent manner, it's not allowed outside of the stock market. It's not allowed inside of the stock market. Maybe the stock market should not allow you to do it at all. Say, so, hey, you know what? You can't just... If you buy out a company, you've got to wait five years to sell it if you become mass owner or something of that sort. They have rules like that, but those rules I'm against. That has nothing to do but the with... Fact 
Therefore, that you're saying that they have rules to prevent some and allow others mean that it's actually the stock market that is the detriment and not the detriment of well, just existing remember, within it. Remember, the reason I'm against those rules is because those rules are there from government intervention. That's, that's we what know I'm you against. hate government. We, we, but, but, you know, we get it. No, the, the stock market does not influence those situations at all. Those, the stock market is just there to facilitate the transactions. The, the people who are the purchasers, the sellers, the managers of the company, whatever, they are just being allowed to interact at a more efficient rate freely amongst each other. The government interventions that are there, okay, whatever. But that's all that the stock market does. If one of these parties in these transactions has malicious intent, that's on them. That has nothing to do with the stock market. They would have done the same scam or, or whatever immoral or unethical thing that you're imagining that they would do outside of the stock market as they would easily do inside so the stock here's market. Here's a question. If I'm a billionaire in the stock market, can I own close to majority or a lot of shares in every oil company? Only if the people who are the owners of these shares are willing to sell them to you. So I, if they're willing to sell them to me, I can be a majority shareholder in every oil company. Up until the limit that the government allows, which starts to get into the antitrust laws. Exactly. So you see, the fact that the stock market allows for things like this, what do you we mean? have to question. I'm even, glad even if the stock market the government steps in and forces you realize of course that even without the stock market that's the antitrust laws came out even before the stock market existed I'm happy for so it. people were trying to do monopolies prior to the stock market the, the same way that people were running drugs and 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 doing all sorts of things uh, traveling back and forth even before roads existed. Yeah. Your arguments make no, 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 no. sense. So we, should, so we should have no roads no. just because somebody uses the road Here's the in, thing. A, in a fraudulent I, I manner? I get what you're trying to do. Try to add your Not trying. I did Comedic relief here. But the simple truth is if I can go close to a monopoly by buying majority shares in the stock market, that's also a detriment. I'm just listing But that has nothing to do with the stock market. I am using the stock market to do it. And you're trying so to say what? it has nothing to do so with it. So what? If so I so buy I use, so I use the road. If I buy ownership through the stock market of all these companies because of the stocks, then it is through the stock market I got the ownership. What you're describing makes no sense. You're saying that through a, a series of voluntary transactions, meaning you were happy to purchase these shares. Yes. The people who own the shares were happy to sell them to you yes. at the price that you offered. And as a result, I know. I know you're skipping ahead, no. right? I haven't gotten to that yeah, part of the absolutely. story. Yeah. So so far everybody's happy. Absolutely. Sure. You have control now. You you purchase enough to get fifty one percent of all these companies. Yes. And you come in there. Now, I know where you want to take this. So I'm gonna go in that direction. That's where I am, yes. You're saying that instead of this person who's clearly you know, intelligent and, and efficient and good with money and running companies or whatever to the point where he can own all of these very expensive companies. You're saying that that person was then hit in the head with a brick and now he's going to somehow run down all of these companies to the point where people can't get their oil delivered. That's not where we're with it at all. Okay, so where do you want to take it? Exactly. I'm saying, okay, now I'm the government that you hate so much. I made a third-party company and I have purchased every oil company majority share now you can't through use this the example. stock market. And I now... You, you can't use this example because the government doesn't... I'm Bill Gates then. Because the government... That's I'm a better Bill one. Gates, okay. Because I was Bill about Gates, to say that the government doesn't the need the stock Gates. market <laughs> to take over <laughs> the country. I'm the new Gates 
we're going to call it the New Gates Foundation. Fine, okay. And I have now purchased majority shares in every oil company. I now own all oil companies. That's a monopoly that I've allowed to go through the stock market with a third-party parent company. Yes, that's a detriment. No. So, number one, it's not the stock market's fault. This would have occurred in or out of the stock market. If, if there was no stock market, these, these companies would still allow you to come in and be a 51% majority owner or whatever if you offer them the right price. So that already negates the stock market issue. Number two, if you, if you want to use the current situation that we're in, which means we have government intervention, the government would just say, no, you're not allowed to own every single oil company. That's a monopoly. The antitrust laws come into play. We're breaking it up. And number three, if you live in the idyllic world where there is no government, he can do that, and now he owns them all. But all that means is that, that technically there's just one big oil company, which means that tomorrow you could have another oil company pop up, or the next day he's having trouble managing all these oil companies to the point where people aren't satisfied with the products and services, and, and they are now willing to purchase from a third party. It, that there's no way that this ends up being a detriment to society. It's always a benefit to society to have the stock market. All the stock market is, is a, is a more efficient highway. It's just a, like a monorail or, or a train. It just facilitates the transfer of stocks to money and back and forth. That's it. That's all it does. I mean, if you're going to choose to separate and call it society and everything and look at it as just the core road, as you want to call it, I can see that I can't get through to you, and that's fine. But we all can see right here that many detriments were just brought up. You're just trying to disassociate them from your point, which is fine. We can let the jury decide on that. I'm willing to let the jury decide on this one. They, they definitely have the right idea after everything that, that's been said on my end. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?